Tonight, Death Watch 2019, 2019 comes to an end. Is retirement an option? And John has a new project to tell us about all this and more on tonight's Brilliant Observations. Setting a little mood lighting tonight. I like it. I like it, I like it. I don't have that white light streaming down on my white skin and white beard. It's horrible. Santa. Yeah. Santa revealed. (laughs) I know, Santa revealed. So, Death Watch 2019. Jessica is not here with us this evening um, because her grandmother did die. Uh, Death Telling 101, I passed. You know, in um, medical school, they teach you how to tell someone that their loved one is dead as opposed to saying they passed on or they're no longer with us. Where are they? In the cath lab? Like they just, they, if we're watching a TV show and medical professionals say to faux patients or families, your loved one has passed on. Oh, where'd they go? I'd love to meet them there. And Stuart will roll over because he's trying to sleep and say, fail, death telling 101, failure. If you're not telling them he's dead, you're doing it wrong. So her grandmother died. And for those of you who had bets on my dog living longer than her grandmother, start collecting because that is what happened. Yeah, well, see, I figured that because she was in hospice, your dog really wasn't. So first of all, let's pour one out for Grandma May. Is it May? I can't remember. Uh, I, don't I remember, remember Grandma Pearl. Oh, no, no. Grandma Pearl's been gone That's for That's what you. I figured, but I can't remember which grandma it was. Well, anyhow, Grandma... Godspeed. This one's for you. Yes. We toast to you. Yes. And and then Fairley got his diagnosis. Last time we recorded, I said, I don't know. It's lymphoma and it is spreading. So he was given a sentence of six to eight months. And we are just going to spoil the shit out of him until then. He sleeps in our bed again and kicks us in the face and pushes our feet off the bed. And all we think is this poor boy's dying. So this is just how it's going to be for the next potentially year. Gear. So good times. Good times. Oh, my God. I could not sleep in a bed with a dog. You're not a dog person. You're not a dog person. But did you see that video online? Did I ask you this already? Of the Black Lab, the, the guy in, I want to say, Kansas, who let his dog out at night and the dog just ran. Mm-hmm. Right? He ran and he ran and they waited for him. They called him. They looked around. Wasn't there until like the next morning, the guy got a phone call that's six miles away Somebody spotted his black lab playing with other animals, which that always makes me a little nervous. So he drives his truck six miles away, opens the door, sees the site just as they had described, and is and he calls the dog and his black lab runs towards him. And with his black lab is a yellow lab with whom he has made friends, who I think is a neighborhood friend of his from six miles away. And right behind that yellow lab, John, you want to guess? A goat. You saw it. I did see it. And yeah. So, yeah. He brought a goat. So this guy opens the the truck door and in pops his black lab, yellow lab, and goat. And he brings them all home. I was so happy when I saw that. And I laughed so loud. And that was just, that was joy for me. I really enjoyed that video. So when I was younger, we used to have this black lab. His name was Domino. Why? I don't know. But anyhow. Well, he probably had white spots somewhere. Now he was... Somewhere. Jet black. There wasn't a white hair on him. Well, isn't there one domino that is all black? Maybe. 
I'm trying to make your family sound brilliant for coming up with that I name. think this dog was an adopted dog. In other words, oh, okay. someone couldn't, they moved away and they were, they had to get rid of it. So we took it. Okay. So he was pre-named. We didn't name him. So he, and again, we lived kind of, it was rural where we lived. If that's a word. And, uh, or how I said it. And rural, 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 word, yeah. rural. I, I sound like rural. the dog. Rural. We, we live in a rural. rural. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you would open up the back door in the morning and he would just run out. But there was no fences or anything. He would just run out, do his business, and you would call him back in. Well, every I don't know. Oh, I know what would happen. This is what would happen. He would get a sniff in the air of another dog in heat. A female. Yes. Yeah. And he would look at you. And he would look where the smell was coming from. And he would look at you and you're like, Domino, don't you? And then, see ya. (laughs) And all, he would, little whore master, he would run off. Yeah. And we would, it would take us a while to find him. Like he would come home like a couple of days later. He'd come home. Days, a couple of days later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would come home. How many puppies do you think he had out there? Oh, I know one time, because we had a collar on him with our name and address on it. Uh-oh. And the guy calls us, well, you mind getting your dog away from my dog? I go, is your dog in heat? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay, we'll be right over. Do you mind getting your dog out of my dog? Because this is not convenient for us. <laughs> They're kind of locked up right now. Uh, so I was wondering if you could come over and get them out. It's horrible, but it's the truth. So, Speaking of getting a dog knocked up, maybe not dog. Speaking of getting knocked up, better segues to follow. This is not one of them. Somebody saw on on Meghan Markle an extra ring. People who follow. Remember we talked about people who just stalk the hell out of the royal family? Mm-hmm. Well, on Meghan Markle, they saw another ring on her finger. Engagement ring, her wedding band. There's a new one since she reemerged with this, this Archie creature that she's carrying around. Her kid. Yes. And it is, they speculated that it is a push gift. Do you know what that is? I have no idea. There's another Father reason. Father of five children. Do you know what that is? Oh, to push one out? When your wife pushes out a child, she gets a gift. And the gift is not that child. So don't don't make that comment. Let me preemptively shush you on that one. The husband gets mom a push gift, usually in the form of jewelry. Oh, I get it. So you so clearly you're telling me that is not something you partook in that you no. that you did. So basically after you get a yes. ring. How about that? So a ring or a necklace or or even if you gave her five children at that point, a necklace that has like five initials on it or or just some sort of thank you. I saw what you just shot out of your yaw. I appreciate you. This is for you. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, my ex-wife definitely deserved two. Two of the four? Two of the four. (laughs) I wasn't there for the first one. That was when she was married the first time. But the two of the four, because the the twins were C-section. So there was no popping. There was just slicing and and stitching. I mean, are you saying that that doesn't require a gift? Because I think that's a bigger gift once you take a knife and cut into my... No, I don't think so. Because she was all comfortable. I've been, I was through three of them. And the first time she tried to rip my fingers off. The second time I thought she was, we were going to lose her and the baby. And the third time she was just like, duh, 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 duh. And we were talking about it. And they just took the baby out and they sewed her up and everything was fine. So no, no ring for the C-section. 
It was just a... Yeah, I think it's a combination of the the 40 weeks that came prior that she carried these creatures and, and did all the oh. nourishing and then popped them out. And you get the gift upon push. But I thought I thought that, well, A, okay, so- stop stalking that royal family, and B... Does everybody do that, or is that just a... Yeah, see, it wouldn't be a push present. It would be a carry present. If you were going to give them a present for carrying it, but this is... You said push. It is. It's called a push present. Right. So it's more for the that whole widening and snapping shut of the late parts. lady lower parts area. Them them their parts. Them their parts. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I got one. I can't remember. I don't... You got a push? Is that push? wrong? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember anything... I think he offered a, I think he offered a baby nurse for a couple of weeks. Like, do you want to get this kid on a schedule? And I said, well, I'm tired, but I don't have a job right now. I stopped working for this, so I'm, I'm going to try to figure it out on my own. I got this. Oh. But if you'd like to find somebody to do my laundry for a few weeks, I'm all about that. Yeah, I've never heard of a push present before, ever, in all of my life. I've, this is the first time I'm hearing of it. So you can't really blame me. Well, no, I can't. But I could blame somebody who didn't educate you well enough knowing that you just kept getting this poor woman pregnant and didn't reward her with something that sparkled. Okay. Guilty as charged. Doesn't that seem like a doesn't that seem like a reasonable thing to do is is get a gift for the labor of it all? Well, now that you put it that way, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think of it. You didn't think of it because men and women communicate differently, don't they, John? Oh my god, do they? Just tonight. <laughs> oh, no. See, now you're going to pick on me. Just tonight, we were talking about whether we're going to do Facebook Live or not. So I said, shall we do Facebook Live? And you went, I don't know if I'm comfortable with you being just me and you as a co-host. No, I did not say what did that. You say? I said, nah. My answer was, nah. N-A-H, period. <laughs> that was my answer. It was? I have to go yeah, look open now. up your text. I swear to God, I never said I'm not comfortable with you. I would never say that. Out loud. I mean, I would never say that. What I say? Are we doing said, Facebook do you, Live? My no, answer no, is this what? Is a, nah. this is a, well, no. I said, do you want to do Facebook Live? And your answer was, I'm still adjusting to going solo with you. That was your answer. There was no nah. Oh, the information. No, the information that we were, when Jess said, I'm not feeling well tonight. And you immediately said, are we going live? And I said, uh, uh, give me a second to, to process oh, all okay. this. Oh, okay. So that was in a whole other text. The text I'm talking about is the one between you and. So when I say... Do you want to go to? Do you want to do a Facebook Live? And you go. I'm still adjusting to going solo with you. I'm like, that's not an answer. That's not an answer. That's not a yes. That's not a no. Really, the only two answers that are required for that question is yes and no. And I don't understand that. Like, how is that an answer? I thought my nah was your oh, answer. Well, I that apologize. was in the other. That was in the other chat with somebody else. I, and yet here, after I said nah. Yet here we are. Okay, so. wait. But see, here's the perfect example. You could have said, hey, I said nah in the other chat, but you didn't. You gave me this. I'm still adjusting to going solo with you. And I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? What does that mean? Is that a yes so, or is that a no? So you just you just want the facts. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, men are very fact-based. We're not feeling-based. And I think that's what happens. I think that women have feelings and they put and we're supposed to know what those feelings are. We don't have a clue because we most of us don't have feelings. Is that true that men don't have feelings? 
Yes, we spend most of our well. That, that can't be true. That can't now, be true. Now they're trying to make men have feelings and stuff like that, which I think is a big mistake. Is it that you don't know how to communicate your feel? Like that's bullshit. You don't. You have feelings. Yes. You just you either were taught to like suppress them, shove them down, Deep, or like em. they taught us in Book of Mormon, turn them off like a light switch. Correct. Or or just ignore or or punch something or just deal with them poorly. So you're saying that dealing with them poorly or not dealing with them or pushing them away is a better form of communication than women who might possibly not as succinctly communicate or over... What are you saying, John? We over-communicate? Right here in my answer is the answer to your question. I was going to say, you're proving your my point for me. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And see, what happens is men, we're sitting... Because you, you say something like that, and it immediately stops us in our tracks, and we're like, holy cow, I don't even know what to say here. Because I feel like if I answer with a question, you know, with my answer would be, I don't know what that means. And then you're like, whatever you want to do. So now you put it on me. That's why we're here doing Facebook Live. So everybody can see that my communication skills are piss poor. I would rather be in a relationship with someone, be it a friendship, be it romantic, that communicates all of the feelings than none of the feelings. None of the feelings I want to hit in the face with a frying pan until you communicate some feelings. Where is this unicorn that has all of the feelings? That's what I'd like to know. There's actually a TV show coming out, a sitcom called The Unicorn. I think it's like a single father who's dating with semi-grown or growing kids, adolescent kids, and they think their father is a unicorn, like something, someone everybody's looking for. And I just don't think it was cast right. Like They think he's this handsome guy who... Not my taste at all. I would absolutely Who's the run past him. I don't know. I'll I'll look it up for you okay. later. If Jessica was here, she could ignore us and, and type into the Google, Google machine. it. Use the Google and find out. But I'll have to. If anybody knows that is listening or watching, can you either send us an email or let us know in some way? But but yes, it is semi unicorn. It could just be a beautiful horse with a glued on horn that does communicate his feelings. Or her feelings, or feelings. feelings. You don't have to be a man by suppressing and hiding and punching shit. Well, again, I think as you get older, you learn how to start to communicate feelings. Like I now, when I go to communicate feelings, instead of just freaking out like I did when I was younger, or saying something really, really pungent and hurtful, because I was really good at that. What I do now is I, I take a pause until my eyelid stops twitching. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate that. Right. And then I go, okay, how can I say this without insulting the person? So then you choose to say nothing because you can't say it without insulting well, the person? Well, I try again. I say, mm, I'm not really sure that answers the question. Let's try that again. Maybe that is insulting. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Because I would say to a guy, do we do a Facebook Live or not? And he would go, sure. Or no. Or, and that's it. All right. So the reason for my, well, no, nah, I don't know, is because personally, I don't, I know you like it and it's a little nerve wracking for me and I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to disappoint anybody. So that is why I might over, I don't know, verbalize, over emote uh, I know I tell this is what I told Ethan when he, I said, if you ever want to text a girl and I know you have you have nothing to say, I've got all the words. Remember, I told you that I've got all the words. 
If you have all the words, why wouldn't you use them? Oh, well, I, I understand that. And, and here's the thing. The biggest thing about if I could give any kind of advice to a younger guy is be yourself. Just be the person you are. If they like you, they will like you. Don't try to be someone you're not because you can't keep that up. Oh, you mean like having your mom, um, Cyrano de Bergerac you, like yes. give you all the words? No, I just mean uh, my words for him would be, hey, what's up? As opposed to, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then nothing. You know, like engage. That's that's my theory. Just start an engagement of some sort and you can't lose because girls, as you're watching in this boy-girl video or audio, do all the talking anyway. So You just got to get them started. And and the big this the biggest thing, if I would tell him, is just to ask questions and pretend that you're interested in them. That's the joke. Amy, Amy went ahead and did the Google for us. Yes, and fuck you for pretending you're interested. Um, <laughs> and sh- she put it she put it in our in our show notes in the. So if you want to look up, anybody listening wants to look up and see who the actor is who's really uh, nothing she's, special. Uh, he's he's no unicorn. Is really all I was saying. Hmm. But we do communicate differently, John. We definitely do. And I will try to be more succinct with you, but I will not in my house. Of course not. Why would, where would the fun be in that? Well, for you, it's almost business and you want a yes or a no. And you don't give a shit how I feel about coming online and doing. And, and with my family, they are forced to give a shit. So that's. Oh, I see what you're saying. And again, I think. Well, sometimes you have to push people into their, un, you know, being uncomfortable so they become comfortable. Like when a boy goes to talk to a girl and he goes, and that doesn't work, <laughs> you know, the next time he might have a, a something to say. So if you keep pushing somebody into an uncomfortable situation, I think it becomes comfortable. Case in point, just Facebook Live. Now, there's three people watching us and you're probably one. Now, there might be some people on the outskirts or whatever. Let's say, let's get crazy. Let's say 10 people are watching us right now. Is it really that big of a deal? It's not. More people listen to us when I put the show out Thursday than watch us right now. So there's, and two of them are your good friends. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Oh, this weekend, John, I went to a beautiful graduation party. First of all, how are these kids who are in kindergarten graduating? from high school right now. It blows my mind how every single day creeps by so fucking slowly, but the years pass in seconds. I can't believe how that disparity of time passing is just so real. The days are torturous, but the years fly by. The school year's over. I mean, I don't know what your kids are doing this summer, but you know what my kids are doing this summer. So... They will have the opportunity to uh, talk to a boy or girl uh, all on their own. And and we also discussed how Mallory had to take the bus and she thought it was the worst thing to ever happen. That's another uh, moment. But at this graduation party this weekend, I think it's kind of killing my vibe of I A, have no friends and B, don't ever want to be social again because we saw some really great people that I had a wonderful time talking to. But I was totally surprised to find out one of them is a very loyal listener. To this show? 
to this very show. He travels a lot and he downloads it and he listens to, I'm going to say, all of them. His wife was really funny. She said, yeah, I caught 20 minutes of blah, blah, blah. I thought this was interesting. Oh, you know what? She said, I caught it of that time that you went out to dinner with your daughter and her friend from camp. That Remember that conversation yes. about, yes, totally dirty, totally bad parenting. And her husband leans over and says, I listened to them all. And I thought, huh? No way. So yes, they are my three friends, my my three sons, my three friends, but it, it like it's it's getting out there and I just thought, oh my God, I feel so much closer to you knowing that you've taken the time to listen to our bullshit once a week and to and to hear what we're up to and what we feel about nonsense and how women communicate too much and men shut up and Women are crazy and men are stupid. All that stuff. And I was so flattered. Yeah, all the things. All of the things. It was a really nice party. And it was all the the people that I still like and will like again. And I don't know if when your kids were super little and you started them in school, you made a community out of your kids' friends' parents. No, I did not. I, you know, it's funny. Back when the kids were younger, I was working a ton of overtime and my kids, we tried sports with them and they didn't like it and they didn't want to do, my kids didn't want to do anything and we didn't force them to do things that they didn't want to do. My, my ex-wife was, she's like, they don't want to do it. I'm like, Hey, listen, they're either playing sports or they're playing sports. So pick a sport. And that's, I, I wanted them to play sports. And they did it for- Or just be active. Was it to be healthy or was it to learn team shit? Like, what was the reason behind- Yes, yes. And I said, I don't care what you play, but, you know, play soccer, play basketball, play field hockey, play whatever you want to play, but you're going to play a sport. You don't need to be great at it either. You just need to participate. Right. And then two of my daughters were not athletic at all. And it was very, very painful to watch them. And then my other, the youngest, the twin, she was so competitive. But then after a while, she just said, you know, Dad, I really don't want to do this anymore. So I was like, okay, well, at least you tried. Yeah, yeah. And I so agree. they did. And But I wanted them to be able to have some kind of teamwork and, and try something different instead of just sitting around the house watching videos, watching, playing video games, watching TV. They had to get out and do things. That's my preference. Right. <laughs> that, that's do something to move. Get your body moving. It'll get your brain moving. Even as even in teaching, before changing subjects in an elementary school because they're not switching classes, before math, everybody has to get up and run around the room or take a walk around the building. You have to get moving to keep your brain moving, to keep your body healthy. And I am the last person who has the right to preach on this topic because nothing makes me happier than night pants and sitting on the couch with a dog on this side and a dog on this side. You know, it's really weird because me back in the day, I was all about the sports. Like even when I would work, I would work when you're 20, you have this unlimited amount of energy in your twenties. So I would work a 40 hour week. I would come home. I would go play basketball or racquetball or whatever sport of, or we would take the boat out and go water skiing or something like that. Then we would come home and then change and then we would go to the local bar and drink pitchers of beer and eat sandwiches until like 12 o'clock at night. And I would be up in six hours and do the whole thing over again. If I tried to do that now, I would be dead. You would be dead. Hmm, We'd yes. all be dead, I all think, right. at this point. But I got to play with friends this past weekend, and it was it was really nice. Are you going to think – are you thinking about playing with friends more or no? This was like a one-time thing? 
So every relationship, and here's my keen realization this weekend, thanks for asking, every relationship is work. I mean, it's time investment, it's work. And there are lots of people that I am surprised to hear myself say, I really like. I just don't have that 20-year-old schedule where I can put all of that work in. I have a girlfriend that I see every single week. With you and Jess, our friendships have really grown because every single week I see you. And the only other people I can absolutely carve those time out every single day for are my family. So as soon as my kids go to camp, I will be thrilled to get in contact and invite into my hammock all of those people. I have a trip I'm planning with Amy and and some some college friends for the end of July, and I, I there are definite plans I I want to make and things I want to do, but I kind of feel like my time will come if somebody contacts and says let's go to dinner and we're free. I'm so in, and thank you so much for calling. I suck so bad, and I do love you, and I do want to play, but I don't know that I could even begin to get in contact and make those plans and So you're you're a plan acceptor, not a plan you're not a you're not the camp counselor where you make all the plans. You're kind of just the person who is directed where the plans are. Yep, I'll go. Okay. I'll go as well as knowing canceled plans are my love language. Right. But yes, I'll I'll make that plan. So I have a segue. So something happened on Friday that I had someone who I worked with before in podcasting she contacted me she says i think i have an opportunity for you and i'm like okay i'll take it well i mean so i said that okay so there is a app a podcasting app and it is called Castbox. and Castbox is just a podcast player where you can go in and you know subscribe to podcast but what Castbox has now is it has a go live feature so you can go okay. on with your phone and just make up a show and you're on your phone live in CastBox. And if you wanted to, you could take that pot, that show and then, because it's recording it for you, you can turn it into a podcast. Where does it store it? How does that work? What, what? It goes to the interwebs. I'm not 100% sure on how it does the okay. voodoo it do, but that's what happens. Okay. But here's the other thing about it is it has a call-in feature. So if anybody's in there Shut on their up. app... They can say call in and you have a thing where you can accept the call and you can bring them in. So if we were talking today about how men and women don't communicate and Amy wanted to jump in, Amy could just jump right into that call and talk, talk about it. So my client, her name is Sunny Galt, and she runs the parent. I love that. She runs the parent on demand network. The cast box people reached out to her and said, hey, we would like to do a daily one hour podcast. Would you like to do this? Well, she's like, yeah. And so she asked me to be the guy that runs the soundboard and the guy that's like, you know, the technical guy and does all the stuff like that, all the things. So we practiced all weekend. I went on there. I made my own account. I was in there playing around with stuff. And today, for the very first time, we went live with the Revive podcast. And if you want to listen to us live... You can go to your CastBox app, and at 1 o'clock Eastern time, whatever time you're on, you have to figure it out whatever 1 o'clock Eastern time is, Yeah, you can go on there, and that show is live right then. And you can call in, and you can talk. About what? What are you talking well, about? Well, it, today it was a very parent-centric thing, but 
like I came up with whining Wednesday because you can come on Wednesday and whine about things. And, you know, it's almost like people I hate, but it's nicer, like whining Wednesdays. And then they have people, they have guests come on and talk about different topics. But it's a show that's going to evolve and it's a show that's going to change as we as we get into it. And and honestly, to be honest with you, I think the listeners will kind of drive the content a little bit, too. And how are you getting out there? How are people other than the four people who are now engaged on this Facebook Live? I realize now Jessica didn't share this, which is her 12,000 million people, which is why we're keeping it tight tonight um, with only the people who love us. Right. But how does it get out there? Because this is an amazing platform, something I've never heard of, not like I'm steeped up to here in the business, but I love it. And if you could engage directly, that's outstanding as well. How do we hear about it? How'd you hear? I know they solicited you. How do others hear? Yeah. So right now, if you went and downloaded the CastBox app, it's in Android and it's also in uh, Apple. So you can download it and then you can go on there and it just says Livecast. And you go, boom, and you just sit there and you can just jump in and listen. Now, now, right now, it's just a bunch of people talking on their phone. It's almost like a, a group chat, you know, and then people. Oh, like a party line. It's like a, it's like yes, a party line. It's like a party line. So so she accepts one caller or you accept in one caller at a time? Or is it a true party line where people could just no, come no, in No, no, you say, have to accept them. So you say, hey, listen, we want to call in and, you know, we want to have a question. I don't know. What's the question of the day? If we did a would you rather, we did a would you rather and call in and let us know. And they would call in and you would just say, okay, accept this call and they would be on. And when they're done, click, you click them and off they go, just like a regular radio show. Okay. So, to, so when she said to me, would you like to do this? And I'm like, fuck yeah. And you get paid for it. I'm like, yeah. And then she started talking money and she's like, well, I'm not really. I'm like, I don't care. I wanted to just clear everything off my desk, like whoosh, everything off my desk because I want to do this. So is this like the. Other than storytelling and other than, you know, true crime, I don't want to say nonsense because it's truly the air I breathe and I love it. Is this cutting edge? Like, is this the next phase for podcasting or or is this something different altogether? Like, what I what is think this really? What it does for podcasting is it sometimes it can solve a lot of problems. So let's say you wanted to start a podcast and you didn't have me or anything like this. You could go in there and you wanted to interview somebody. You could just have them come on and talk on their phone. And it sounds better than a phone. Not as good as a microphone, but better than a phone. It's okay. clear. And I, I'll be honest with you, I was really, really impressed with it. And Sonny, she runs the show. And I'm more of the background guy. But today, there wasn't anybody. It was their first time. So, you know, I kind of just lob my one-liners in and do kind of what I do here. I love this for you, John. I love this for you. I was really excited. I'm really excited about it. It's every day. So now what I had to do is I have to go back and clear my life like there's so. But then I have this surgery coming up in the end of July, hopefully early part of August. So then there's going to be probably a week that I can't do it. But besides that, I'm really, really excited about this. And it's a lot of fun. So much so that I'm even thinking about making a podcast to do it myself. Maybe not every day, but at least yeah, once that's a aggressive. Week. I mean, that's yeah, that's really aggressive. Can you see it going? I mean, content for every day has to be a bear. So, could you see it going from every day to twice a week? Could you see it paring down to that and staying strong, steady, and and quality? Well, I think this is how I feel about this. The way Sonny's going to work this show is she she was in radio and TV. 
So she's right. good. And she also has somebody working behind the scene, behind the scenes, setting up guests, setting up segments. I mean, it's got a whole segment board. Like you go in there and it's a segment. It's like, boom, boom, boom. Here's your, and they have live read commercials and everything else. It's amazing. You just started with one episode and you've got commercials. Like that's kind of amazing. Okay. The thing about the commercials is that Sonny has a network and the commercials are about her network shows. So she's not getting paid for them, but she's doing commercials. So she's promoting her network as part of the okay. show too. We could have commercials. We wouldn't be paid for them right, right now. You- well, we do have commercials. I tell you, I go to the Amish market every week, and I'm about to tell you that I got the best coleslaw cauliflower salad I've ever had in my whole life. I just did a commercial for the Amish market. Pay me. Right. See? But what Amish market? You didn't do a very good job. Because- yeah, all right. So I'm not good at it because they're not paying me. But if they were paying me, I'd be really good at <laughs> do it. Do you think so? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really good at it. Next week, we should come in with a, a local business and do a commercial read for them. And see what happens. And Amy does not like your cauliflower coleslaw. Oh, my God. It's so good. Let me, before you criticize, there's bacon and there's some cheese sprinkled in it. And it's kind of sweet. So I I understand the concept of the two major ingredients being a turnoff to you, which they are not to me. Um, but it is amazing. So Melanie says... It's not legit unless Madison Reed gets in on that action. I'm going to find a way for you to get them into your action. I have no idea what that means. Madison Reed is a women's hair color. I can't stand her voice. The The inventor of it, who invented it, named it after her daughter. Um, she makes me want to drink. It's the same thing as Bowl and Branch, the, the people who do the reads for it are, are horrible. So I would be happy to do a Madison Reed read for you um but as long as it's not her and i don't have to listen to her ball and branch they're the sheep people right they're the sheep people and madison reed is the hair women's hair color i guess it could be men i've never heard of her madison they're on serious they're on howard stir and they're on lots of those okay so yeah i've never heard ball and branch i've heard i've heard about those amazing sheets it's I'm somebody tanning and my wife, Missy, and my Missy's voice comes on and I want to kill her. So I lunge to press buttons to get off of that channel, to do anything to get off of that. Hmm. So anyhow, yes, so it was it's kind of cool. I really I'm excited about being able to do something like this. It's what I've always wanted to do. I was I went to college for radio, TV, film, and I really want to be able to do that with this. So anyhow, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes to the to the app if you want to come and and listen. Oh, I'm already on it. I wrote all this shit down, <laughs> but I will tell you, I am as excited for you as I am for this new concept, this new whole new concept. And again, in my head, I'm thinking, I think Mallory could do this. She does storytelling and she could do a, she wants to do a storytelling podcast. She's going to write all summer at camp, um, fun stories. And she's going to do eight minute, whatever things that, that she can talk about and then put out there and somebody could follow or not follow who cares she doesn't mind she just wants to put her storytelling out well there. here's the thing you do a storytelling thing it's already written down the next thing you know your podcast turns into a book that's how that works oh, oh yeah oh yeah emily Procop started a podcast oh, yeah that's story right. behind people come hey mrs uh emily would you miss emily would you like to make your podcast into a book why yes i would and by the way, I'll take that nomination for a Webby. Webby. Thank you very much. Yes, yeah. exactly. She's, she's cleaning house. She's taking names. She's 
doing a great as job. As impressive yes. as they come. So, I mean, this is would be great for Mallory to, you know, write the stories and then come on and do it. It's very easy to do. You already ha- There's two ways of doing it. You can do it through the desktop. She could use your mic and go in there and record it live. Or she could record it, then upload it. I love it. John, I love all of it. I wrote it down. It's going to be the next app I download the second we're off air. Um, I have a question for you. I'm leaving that for a hint. So this new job, which slightly pays you, is retirement anywhere in your future? Oh, no. Could you possibly see yourself ever retiring? All right. Let's talk about retirement. So retirement, what is retirement? Retirement. And what would it take? And all that and what would it take? To be honest with you, I kind of feel like I'm retired now. Well, so do I, but that that's a totally different story. Stuart always talks about, oh, when we retire, blah, 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 we can live or fish or do. And every time I talk about retirement, I talk, think about, oh, you know what? You can get a real estate license and you could do that in retirement because I think it's something he'll enjoy. And he's like, Melissa, why every time you talk about my retirement, am I still slaving here? Am I still working? Am You're I not still- staying here in this house driving me crazy. It's kind of how I feel, but also he's not going to drive me crazy because he can't sit still. So I just try to like throw things in front of him. I think he might enjoy doing and, but for me, so it's dumb. yeah. Retirement is basically quitting the job you hate doing to do something you love doing and not have to worry about the money. Again, the answer to this question is it depends. Can you cut back to a minimalist lifestyle? I think when you cut back to a minimalist lifestyle, sometimes your possessions own you. Because you got to keep main, working to maintain them. Those car payments, those house payments. You know, if you could get rid of all those and live in a small house that's paid for and a car that's paid for and all that, and you could, you know, just pare down, then yes, you can retire. But if you're going to try to keep the same lifestyle you're living now, that's going to be really, really hard because. What do you have to keep it? All right. All right. Pared down considerably, like not living in this ridiculous house and just taking it down. How much do you think it would take to keep you happy? How much do you think you need to have in the bank to live off of to consider yourself retired? I need 30 grand a year. 30 grand a year. That's it. Did you, Amy, Amy just wrote, cut out the middleman and live in a compact car. (laughs) You say that, but I mean, So you have the big McMansion over there right now. So if you yeah. sold that at the end and then, and you took the equity out of that and you bought like a small rancher that you didn't require much upkeep. And, and every- old dogs don't need to walk stairs to get out of. They could just roll right out it's of. There's no need for. always about the dogs. But okay. So, you know, and you have something like that, then you don't have to really worry about it. And I, di- I never realized that until I got injured. And then I was like, well, okay, this, is, this isn't going to work anymore. I'm going to have to, you know, kind of roll everything back. And I'm a lot happier than I was before that I did this. I mean, before I was just keep trying to just feed the monster. You were chasing it. Chasing it all the time. And you don't have to do that now. I honestly believe retirement is a state of mind. It's not really about the money unless, well, unless you don't have any. I mean, it's not about the money, money, money. Right. It's more about the, the state of mind. If you're you want to do, I'll tell you one place I don't want to wear work, Walmart. I don't want to be one of those greeters. Yeah, they do. They did a mock-up of, of Bernie Sanders after he spoke saying that you're the way you treat your employees is terrible. And they, they had him mocked up as a greeter with his name on his name tag and a big smile on his face. But this week, an employee at Walmart quit over the PA 
God, that's so and, great. And he said, yeah, he's 17, right? So he picks up the PA and he said, no one should work at Walmart ever. And he freaked out. And signing off, he said, fuck Walmart. <laughs> like he just gave this this tirade of of how how they're treated like shit and all the employees are miserable and what a terrible place it is. At the end, he's like, fuck Walmart. <laughs> Over. <laughs> he puts the phone back down and that's how he quit. I mean, if you're going to quit a job, that's how you do it. At 17? Did I ever tell the story here about the dispatcher when I worked for Otis Elevator? The dispatcher quit one day, and the way she did it was amazing. Did I ever tell you this story? No. All right, so Otis Elevator, one of the great things about Otis Elevator is that they will pay for your college. So in other words, if you're going for your degree and you get a B, they will pay for your books and your tuition. That's it. And then afterwards, they give you a $10,000 bonus, but you have to stay there for six months. Oh, that's it? Six months? Six months. Six months. to I think it was six months to a year. Six months, because I, I know it was six months. So she went and she was going to school, and, she, and my branch manager used to ride her horribly. Her problem was she had kids, and she had a hard time getting the kids to school and getting to the job on time. On time. She'd be like yeah. 10, 15 minutes late. And we didn't care because we would just handle the phones until she got there. And then we would just say, okay, you got the phones? Yeah. And then we would just go on our business. But for some reason, he had a bear in his saddle and he would just ride her and ride her. And she thought she was going to get fired. So she hung on and hung on and did everything she could. And then finally, she got her college degree. She worked six months. They gave her her $10,000 stipend check for whatever, she, you know, whatever it was. Wow. She came to work the next day. After she Right on time. It. After she cashed it and everything was fine, she came in at 12 o'clock. She said to me, John, I'm going. I said, okay. I didn't know what she meant. She just left. The phone's ringing. I'm the only one in the office because everybody else was out doing stuff, and I just happened to be in the office. She didn't think I was going to be in the office. She was like kind of mad that I was in the office. She just left. She quit. She put on her. She, she put notes, I quit, and that was it. She just ghosted everybody. Yeah. She just disappeared didn't, into the ether. Didn't turn it over to the answering service. <laughs> Didn't do any, just left it. Phones. Were, all those people trapped in elevators all over cities, all over the place, calling in. Oh, right. No. So the no phone's ringing. There. So sometimes she would get up to go to the bathroom and she wouldn't say anything to me. And then, you know, the phone would ring and I would always, because you can take it, you know, from the where I was, there was a three digit number that you used to punch in and you could pick up the phone call. So I picked up the first one, picked up the second one. I'm going on. And like after half an hour, I was like, did she go to lunch and forget to do something with the phones? So I had her cell phone number. So I call her cell phone number and she picks up. She goes, hello. And I go, hey, where you at? Did you go to lunch or what? Did the phones not change over? She goes, I quit. And I go, huh? So she walked out and quit. She goes, and I'm not answering anybody else's phone. I only picked the phone call for you because I knew you would probably figure one or where I went. She goes, but I'm not picking up the phone for anybody else. So what did that boss who was on her ass, what did he have to say about it? Well, at first we kind of laughed about it. Especially the way she did it. I mean, she was a dispatcher. Not that she didn't. No, but that guy who was being a real dick to her. He, he didn't really care. He didn't really care. He just got somebody else. In. But the funny thing about it was she lasted the longest because everybody else, it was almost like the the dispatcher was like Murphy Brown's secretary. Oh, changing every they day. They would change every, they would last like a yeah. week, a week and a half. We put someone in there and I would be sitting there listening to the way they talk to customers and I would say to him, mm-mm. Got to go. That's not the one. That's the nope, one. That's not the right. one. So he would use a, they would use a temp agency 
and they would bring temp people in so they didn't have to fire them. They would just call the temp agency and say, no. And then say, no, that's a good idea, actually. Yeah, so that's how they did it. But yeah, I just think it's always a great way to, like, everybody fantasized about how they would quit their job if they hit the lottery. You know, they didn't have to work anymore, how they would quit their job. Have you ever quit a job? Oh, I've quit. Oh, yeah, of course I have. I've quit a bunch of jobs. Did you ever quit a job, like, and just burn the place down? I only walked out of one place. And it was because, same thing, guy was riding me, and I was doing everything I could to do a good job. And the guy just, the more I did, the more he wanted. And he was just one of those miserable guys. And I just said to him, I said, here, you're so good, you you do it. And he looked at me, and I said, yeah, you do it, because I'm leaving. You can find some other my favorite job quitting story was actually my brother who quit a job. He was working like a kid's clothing store and, uh, you know, working around kid. He was not happy about it. They just went. He did what he had to do. There was a slide. The kids would play. He would pick up the shit that they dropped and hang it up again. I think it was there or at a men's clothing store, whatever it was. Aw, don't quit your job, Johnny. Whatever it was, a kid fucking threw up and his boss said, clean it up. And he said, go fuck yourself. I'm out of here. There's no, I'm not cleaning that up. I'll pick up everything. This kid has thrown all over the store and put it back where it goes, but I am absolutely not cleaning up that pile of vomit. Bye. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could do that just because I would throw up my, I throw up too. I can't handle vomit. I couldn't do that. Vomit's a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. It's a tough one. If he pooped, I could probably handle poop, but not vomit. What is that about me? I don't know. It says no, something. No, no, it's, it's not just you. It's a thing. Like, it's a, wait a minute. It wasn't, the body wasn't finished with it, and it didn't come out the right way. It came out when it was halfway through. No, it, I get it. I get that it's definitely, it's definitely a, a, a peeve, a something, a, no way, I can't handle it. Um, <laughs> John, yes. can't handle it. Yes. Are you sleeping better at night? Well, it's funny you say that. So we've we, it's been documented on this show that I was having problems weeks with my and mattress weeks. and everything. Months, right. yeah. Okay, so I went out and I bought a bed frame because I figured it was the box spring that was kind of. Wait, your box springs on the floor? No, it box spring is on a bed frame. So I bought a bed okay. frame that's higher that you don't need the box spring. I put the mattress on there and it it works, but the problem is I has like really I have really bad arthritis in my knees. That's my whole problem. So I went to try to sleep in the bed and it's still, it's not my back that hurts anymore. It's my knees and my hips, which is crazy. So I went to Amazon because someone said, well, you need one of those things that, that elevate your legs or elevate your back. And I went into Amazon and lo and behold, there they are. They have them. So it's almost like a, an adjustable bed, but it's not an adjustable bed. It has like a wedge that you can you know sleep where you're upright a little bit. And another yeah. thing that'll lift your legs up straight so I can, because this way I don't have to sleep on my side. I can sleep on my back. So I'm so excited. So, so you can snore really loud. Well, no, I have a, th I'm all screwed up. I have one of those things you put on those masks, the CPAP mask, so I don't snore. Oh, okay. If I take it off. Right. You just sound like Darth Vader, but you yeah. don't snore. Well, you know, it's not Super. that bad. But yes, if I, if I don't have it on, I rattle the windows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that. Yeah, ladies, this all could be yours. <laughs> so do you not use that topper anymore are you done with the topper i i can't use it because it's like quicksand <laughs> it's a it was a great gift and everything but it was like quicksand i would get in it and i couldn't get out of it i remember one morning i woke up and my back was killing me and i was like i'm gonna have to call somebody because i can't get out <laughs> that's so 
Somebody needs to shovel me out of here. I, I need I need someone to grab a hold of my hand and pull me out of this bed. I could not. It was. I felt like I was in quicksand. It was crazy. But you know, I give it to somebody mm, who can use it. Oh, uh, I still have it here. I mean, but it's a, it was very very thoughtful. And who knew? Sleep can absolutely ruin your day and your week and your life. And sleep is really the cure for everything. I know. All right. So here you go. I have some would you rathers. Can't wait. All right. So here's the first one. Would you rather never have sex again or never use the internet again? Exactly. (laughs) I would rather never use the internet again. You say that. No more podcasting. Yeah, but I don't need to because uh, I'm still sticking with the internet because the internet is how you know things. And I'm, I think I'm okay not knowing anymore. I think I've hit an age where I don't give a shit. So no internet, no cell phone. No, you didn't say that. Well, no I mean, cell phone. I guess you could you still use the cell towers and stuff like that, but no Googling I stuff. I play games on my cell phone. Yeah, I mean, that's, you, that's I, street. Well, no, I guess that's a, a thing you can download. So that works. But I mean, your phone is really, really required. You know, if you decided to take your phone off of the internet, okay, yeah. and see what you could do with it, I don't know. Honestly, I think I would give up sex. I would definitely give up sex over the internet. See, I can't because with sex comes intimacy, and that is Does it a really? crucial part of survival for Melissa. Okay. All right. All right, so here's Melissa the Melissa needs to feel that that closeness or what the fuck's the point and you can't feel that on Pornhub or you porn or pornity pornowitz that you can get with the internet yeah, see? So. all right so here's the second one and i i thought about you and would you rather be the world's greatest jewel thief or the world's greatest detective I'm going to say detective. I had a feeling you might go detective because you like all those I'm gonna, crime stories. And- I like figuring it out. I, there's nothing I like better than a puzzle and putting it together or taking it apart. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm a detective girl. What about you? Honestly, I love the the juice of trying to plan a really good heist and get away with it. Well, you're not going to get away with it because I'm a really good detective, yeah, you so might, you're fucked. Maybe. I don't know. You might. It's, I do. See? But I'm a really good jewel thief, so you would. I'm better. It would, be, it, would be a, it would be like a chess game. Dear listener, what do you think? So here's the first one. Never have sex again or never use the internet or be the greatest jewel thief in the world or the greatest detective. Amy said she'd be the thief, See? but I'm I'm going to find both of you out, so it doesn't really uh, matter. I, and now I know it's you anyway, so I just have to come to your house and look for all these big stones. Amy and I will team up. She knows all of your intimate you know, loopholes and everything like that. We would get away with it forever. I just made a your stones joke, and you didn't even, I missed didn't it. even bite. I missed it. I'm I know. sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, all right. Here's the last one. Give me another. You get 100 hours for every time you punch someone in the face, or you get $1 every time you insult someone. Talk about being able to retire. Just go to Walmart. Let's see. (laughs) That's a tough one. I mean, insulting is, is my wheelhouse, but that's only a buck. It would hurt me, too, to punch someone in the face, but there's so many people I want to punch in the face. So I think, uh, all right, I'm going to punch people in the face and take the Take the 100? C-note. So you just, yeah, like, punch three people in the face and just call it a day? 
Well, every day. I'll punch three people every day. Right. That's, and, that's pretty good cake. And if there's something I want, if, if I want intimacy, because now I have no internet, um, I will use my detective skills to find a good jewel thief, and I will punch them in the face and get another hundred bucks. Oh, Amy's so nice. She's not going to punch anybody or insult anybody. Where's the fun in that, Amy? She's lying. She's on air, and she's lying. She's, Amy, th- you're a liar. I think she's insulted me f- at least $10 worth just on this episode. In the chat. Yeah, she loves you. I don't know what you're what you're whining about. Um, from From... We're going to wrap it up, slip it, rub it down. Oh, no. Um, But from that party I went to, I want to shout out to Sam, who's traveling a lot and listens to our podcast and seems to enjoy it. Um, I was, Manny says, I'll take the, thanks for taking it down as I'm reading it. I'll take the dollar. Uh, There are only so many people that you could punch before you end up in jail. Oh. That's right. I guess I never thought of repercussions for popping people in the face. Manny, I appreciate you thinking ahead. Right. Um, but I I still want to punch people. You really think I'm going to jail for a pop in the face? I mean, assault? Mm. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Ugh, I can't even helpless female my way out of this. But, but little old me, don't you think people would be mortified to get hit in the face by me? Yeah. I don't think that. Yes. Fuck you. I don't think they'd report it is what I'm saying. Oh. I think they'd be embarrassed that. Suburban housewife mm. goes on popping in the face spree. It's <laughs> true. Wins lottery. What's like that's that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'd rather get on the PA system at Walmart and say fuck Walmart. <laughs> Hang on. Wow, yeah, that's a that's a lot of people at once. That works out true. Yeah, and if if that's counted as insults, and there are two hundred people in there, I'll take the dollar. I guess. Hmm. Okay. I don't think that works out. All right, I just want to let you know that you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter by going to Listen Brilliant. We are, you can reach us by email to tell us all of the wonderful things you feel about us or shitty things. We'll read that too, but it might hurt my feelings and I might punch you in the face um, at brilliantobservations at gmail.com. And we would really love to hear from you. So please get in contact with us and share our podcast. Right. And get CastBox because John's doing something new and fun. And I can't wait to check it out. Get CastBox, download it, immediately subscribe to Brilliant Observations, and then check out the Revive Live podcast, 1 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great night, have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.